You're listening to Buns and Guns, the only podcast hosted by a cougar and her cub, where we talk about sex, guns, war, and peace. Zavass. Hosted by your mom, Jess the Prequel, and your dirtbag stepdad, Alex fucking Cougars for Lugers Peters. This week's episode of Buns and Guns is sponsored by Hobo Apparel. Hobo Apparel has t-shirts for the dirtbag stepdad and all of us. To check out their designs, visit hoboapparel.one. That's hoboapparel.one. Hey guys, it's your mom. Just the prequel. Uh, really quick before this episode begins, I want to say I am sorry for the quality of sound on my end. Alex sounds fantastic, uh, but I kind of sound like I'm talking in a tin can. And uh, we got our shit together, so I promise it'll be better the next episode. I apologize. I assure you I'm not in a tin can, but I promise we're aware of it and we fixed it. Welcome to Buns and Guns, formerly known as PILF Podcast, podcast I'd like to fuck. I know a lot of you are going to be a little confused because you've seen a notification come up that there's a new podcast episode when you haven't heard from me in a little while, but I have relaunched PILF Podcast and it is now Buns and Guns with my co-host, Alex, who's also my husband, which some of you may be surprised to have learned since I last recorded. It's a recent development. I've been locked down. Welcome to our newly launched podcast where we're going to be talking about buns and guns, everything with women, sex, dating, and then of course Alex going to add his little flavor, I love his flavor, to the podcast, which is be, what is guns, it going to be, babe? Guns, violence, and mayhem. Guns, violence, and mayhem, which perfectly sums up my husband. So I would say let's go ahead and jump right into it with the news that uh, caught my eye this week. What you got? So, babe, we're going to start in your favorite place in the whole world, England. Oh, thank you. Why? <laughs> oh, no. All right. Alex hates England as much as I hate Idaho. Do you want to tell them why you hate England? They're British. They're all pretentious. They have terrible food. All their women look like potato sacks. You name it. They have the worst of it. What do you mean women in England look like potato sacks? What's that makeup style where they just have the really pale lipsticks and then they over blush and they just generally, it makes people look awful. And I'd say it makes them look more awful than they need to or normally That does seem to be an England makeup trend. And I don't know what that, I'm not. It's so disgusting. I hate it. I understand that you, okay, so aside from the way women do their makeup in England, why do you hate England? Because I feel like it's way more detailed than just the way women in England do their makeup. Oh no, I could name a billion reasons. Obviously, I can make my own whole freaking podcast about that, but we don't want to. Them and the Dutch basically created the spice trade, yet they never used spices in their food, which kind of blows my mind. I, I just can't fathom that at all. That, that's another big reason. Just their food is terrible. Regular room temperature beers is just fucking weird. If it's in a cellar and it comes out at cellar temperature, I understand that, which is pretty common practice there as well. But like, there's a lot of room temperature beer, which is just disgusting. You need a specific beer to have at room temperature, and that's the way it should be. All right, babe, listen to this. A British nurse lost her job after the hospital learned she maintained an affair with a patient. And not only that, the patient died while they were getting busy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
during the act of getting busy or literally they were getting busy and homeboy died in the middle mid coiting they were coiting and homeboy died uh from heart failure and also he had chronic kidney disease so let's be clear he was terminal he was going out he was on his way out a cute little nurse as cute as she can be for being a british bitch uh fucking slang him some puss see that doesn't put great images in my head even as yeah but he was listen but he was also british so we like his standards were already you know to british by his standards she was probably super cute uh and so she uh the thing is is she failed to call an ambulance when he collapsed in the back of the car while they were getting it on whoa he collapsed he had heart failure in the middle of them doing it she's a, a medical um employee yeah she probably knows this, right? And is maybe semi-aware of what happened. So maybe he literally just dropped dead and wasn't like in the middle of a medical event. He just like like just checked out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what do you do in that instance? Yeah, sure, you call nine one one or whatever their fucking equivalent is a couple minutes after. But like, what are they saying? Oh, she didn't call him for the first ten minutes and sat there crying. Like, what? What do you want, man? <laughs> no, 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 that's that's fair. And they're saying that she was crying and distressed and said someone died. So it does sound like he died. Like she just took fucking a moment. Died. Yeah. I mean, if it's heart failure and the way they phrase it makes it sound, or at least the way you phrase it, makes it sound pretty instantaneous. Right. And that, that's the only part they're getting her on is the fact that she didn't immediately call emergency services? Or well, what? as far as it looks like, she hasn't been arrested. She was fired, though, because you're not supposed to bang your patients. I mean, that's fair and valid and all, but yeah. like, that's their big complaint is, well, she didn't immediately try to do anything? What What do you do? The dude's already dead. Uh, yeah, I, I, maybe it's protocol. This, you said this was England, though, right? Yes. Or England. The, the, the little ugly island we all hate. Um... That adds up. They'll literally charge you with anything or complain about anything. I mean, yeah. So here's the question. We'll get into that. You're, you're getting busy with someone and they die. You're, sure. You're coiting them. Okay. And they die mid-coit. Oh, no. I know where this is going. Do you keep going? Uh, <sighs> no. I, I just, I don't think I could. I, I mean, obviously, I kind of pick up on things as they're happening a little too much. And I feel like if someone just kind of slumped over while I was in the middle of boning them, I'd just be like, oh, are you good? And it's like, no <laughs> response. It's like, oh, well, that just kills the mood immediately. What if it's me, though? If What if, as your wife, I'm like, hey, listen, someday I might die while you're quoting me. And I want you, as my final parting gift to you, I want you to go ahead and finish up. Look, I'm not getting charged <laughs> with necrophilia. That's just that's just not something I want to go to prison for. Like, I could think of a list of charges I would rather get than deal with that one. What if it's my final wish, though? And what if I put it in my will? Legally, it probably ain't going to matter if the state wants to charge me. That's and bullshit. If, oh, I agree. I totally you agree. You should be able to fuck your dead wife. Um, Otherwise, this isn't the America you literally fought for. This is what you fought for. I didn't fight for anything. I had a six-month deployment to Okinawa. That doesn't count for this anything. This is what you sat in a in a sweaty room in Okinawa for, is the right to fuck your dead wife. Sure. We'll, we'll call it that. All right, moving on. Do you want to hear... Uh, so... Someone on Reddit asked a community of sex therapists, um, 
what sex is really like in a relationship and uh, how to keep it going. They Wait. said, the question was, what do you wish more people knew and what are some of the most obscure things people have come to you with when it comes to sex and relationships? Okay. So here we go. Number one, a lot of problems couples have in bed results from unrealistic ideas about good sex and what it should be. For example, there was one guy who told me he suffered from premature ejaculation. He was afraid that his girlfriend, who he was dating for about two months, would leave him because of it. He was pretty reluctant about details, so I started questioning him about the previous relationships. I was pretty surprised that he never considered his stamina a problem before, so I talked to his girlfriend. When I asked her how long her boyfriend would last, she told me in an embarrassed and desperate manner, you know, he always finishes after only 25 minutes or so. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so the girl has unrealistic expectations in this case. Yeah. Very unrealistic. I'd say 25 minutes is pretty decent. Honestly, really. I think it's so crazy because I remember just obviously as a, as a, as a cougar, um, who dated and has now married a younger man, uh, younger men, especially when they're trying to hype themselves up to an older woman, uh, and they'll be like, Oh my God, I could, I uh, will go all night. And, and I'm like, dude, you have to understand, especially a woman in her forties. I, I fucking, I know how to, I know how to come. So anything that lasts beyond me coming is for you. Like you're not, yeah. you're not doing me any favors by lasting all night. Honestly, that sounds exhausting. I have a meeting at 8am. Please do not last all night. Cause I have to fucking get some sleep and get it's up. It's not about the length of time you can go. It's more about the, the orgasms per X amount of time you can get. For sure, for me. I mean, I mean, and everyone's different, but I just, I feel like, you know, trotting out that, like, I can go all night, like, this isn't a masturbation session, like, <laughs> where you're just edging yourself in front of the raunchiest porn you can, like, you're with a real live woman, and yeah. she, she doesn't want to go all night, more than likely, like. I mean, in half an hour, we've had, she's uh, in excess of, like half a dozen or more orgasms on some occasions all right so now you're just flexing maybe a little bit but like it's true it's it, if that bitch can't be happy with 25 minutes oh i guarantee you she doesn't come yeah probably not no there's no way she's coming but i don't the, even know if she's come on her own to, yeah exactly to be fair she probably has no idea how to communicate no, with that's the guy exactly what I'm to saying. tell him the problem yeah in no, the first no, no. Place. i i doubt she she knows how to come uh on her own, much less how to tell a man how to make her come. No kidding. Yeah. Number two, for couples with mismatched sex drives, which is the majority, ask yourself whether or not when you really get going and things get going, you enjoy having sex. If the answer is yes, remind yourself of that when your partner makes advances. In a lot of cases, you will find that you don't want to start having sex, not that you don't want to be having sex, which I think is actually really great. Like, this is something that I encountered in my sexless marriage where it was like my ex-husband rarely wanted to have sex, but oftentimes once we started, he enjoyed himself. So sometimes it is that thing of like, I don't want to get started, but you have to be, you have to be put into the mood, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes I'll like try to spontaneously start something and then like I'll be put out of the mood and I don't enjoy it because you have the office playing in the background loud as shit. Okay, that one time last night. That is not the only time. Oh my god. I've worked through it on other occasions and I turned it off and I was like, nah, I'm still put off. You could literally just say, babe, I want a bone. Can you turn off the office? It's not like I've ever... No, I, I I've agree. never submitted a request where I'm like, you know... 
things would be better in the bedroom if you would just let me put the office on in the background. See, if you had ever said that, I'd have been like, you're way too basic and I need to divorce <laughs> you. So, I'm, I'm fully aware. You can literally turn, you don't like any noise during sex. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, and when I say no noise during sex, I don't mean from the person I'm having sex with. That's no, fine. No, 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 you're fine with like me screaming and moaning. It's I don't the... want to hear fucking family guy in the fucking background and they're doing their fart and poop jokes <laughs> and that's what I'm hearing when I'm having sex. I'm like, I, I, I get way too sucked into the environment. You don't even I'm like music anything. in the background. That I can deal with. You were put off the other day, other night when I put on some music. You put on Spongebob. Yes, but also then you were just like, let's play no music. As opposed to Spongebob. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like we need to make that part clear. <laughs> what if it was Spongebob porn? Lives in the vibrator under the sea. So horny and nerdy, he tried to hump me. Now it's weird yellow sex is something you lust. Then you must be a bird like SpongeBob Square Nuts. Come on now, SpongeBob Square Nuts, SpongeBob Square Nuts, SpongeBob Square Nuts. Not any better. Give me a sponge, baby, Sandy. Not much. You know what? This is not what much of an improvement. Listen, we've been married for how long now? Three weeks? Four weeks? Uh, I think we're approaching two months, actually. The, not two months, babe. It's getting there. June 10th. We got married on June 10th. Fuck, that's right. It's July 9th. Uh, oh, it so it's been a month. Uh, I'm glad we're still finding out these things about each other, like no SpongeBob porn. That's just that's just a you move. Fair. Uh, so feel another one. Feeling sexy comes from leaning into being sexy. So scheduled sex today can lead to delightfully spontaneous sex tomorrow. Too many people settle into a cold comfort of minimally maintained relationships and let the friendship and sexy side of a relationship wither. Schedule a date to do something together. Agree to a time to have sex and things usually get better. See, I tried to do that and then you fell asleep on me the other night. Oh my God. One time. No. Not one time. Buddy, you get laid all the time. Shut the fuck up. I never turn you down. And I like to fuck. And I constantly compliment your dick. So you do. stop. You do. If you feel satisfied during sex, there's nothing wrong with your sex life. Two minutes, 30 minutes, whatever works best for you. We're talking averages. I used to swear it was 15 to 20 minutes, but the actual time, eight to nine minutes. Sex can distort your perception of time. Yeah, that's fair. No, I think that's completely fair. Like, sometimes it's like, let's just come and get it over with and we're happy. I don't even have anything to add to that. Yeah, no, I that's really good. Don't. It's okay to practice sex and give each other a break if you mess it up. Starting a sexual encounter doesn't obligate you to finish it. You can't wait to have sex until your wedding night and then expect someone to be a dynamo. You can't bully someone into getting an erection. <laughs> having an orgasm see that part's where they're slightly wrong only if you have like a mommy kink or like you know bully fetish or something or another but still i mean yeah that that seems fair i mean even the other day i was trying to nut on your tits and then you know the office was playing and then all the other crap was going on you were like really bothered and like turning your head away from me like i was gonna (laughs) come straight in your eye and i'm like like, I knew I, you weren't going to... Listen, I it, have it only takes foresight. getting cum in your eye once for you to be a little gun shy. Right, but I have the foresight to try to not do that. You don't need to squint and turn away. Like, after, like, the combination of other things, I was just like... Listen, we, 89% of come to the eye accidents were accidents. 
they weren't intentional. Well, you said 89% of cum accidents. Like, it's hard. Yeah. So just, what is it, 60% of the time it works every time yeah. it's an accident? <laughs> I don't know. I just fucking made that up. But listen, yeah, until you get cum in your eye, you cannot possibly understand. Let's hope I don't. I... I hope that for you because I love you. And I really hope you never get cum in your eye because it burns like a son of a bitch. You just can't know. Also, I want to know, like, how do you, can I bully you into an erection? I don't think we've worked on that enough to figure that out. I'm sure it's doable. I think it's something we should put down on the list. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Uh, sex is just as mental as it is physical. Be in a good mood with no stress in the back of your mind. Have a healthy meal and focus on arousing thoughts and imagery. Honestly, this sounds fucking... Like straight up like crunchy mom territory. Not only that, it sounds exhausting. Sex should not be that hard. Have a healthy meal before you bone. I'll, bitch, I'll tell you what. I have mini pizzas <laughs> like three times a week. Still I don't think I've bone. ever seen you have a healthy meal and you still bone down, so... Yeah. I, yeah. I mean... Some yeah. of the best nights have been on some of the non-healthy meals. So, like, that's just fucking stupid. I see so many women struggle in the bedroom with their spouses because of sexual abuse and trauma. I know men experience sexual trauma as well, but they just aren't a large part of my clientele. Once you educate both parties how trauma that affects you physically and mentally, you really start to see some growth. Which I get that. Yeah. I can, I can see that. That's important. I, I see that with the more naive people regarding 100%. sex. 100%. I mean, just people that just don't know what they're this doing. Is, this is honestly why, I, I mean, people are free to do what they want. I I think it's a terrible idea to not fuck before you get married. Like, these people who are like, oh, we're waiting until we're married. And I'm like, why? God. In this day and age, Jesus when Christ. your village doesn't consist of maybe 70 people. Yeah. It's, no, it just isn't. It's just not how it is anymore. It's not. It Maybe it used to be, but that's not the world we live in anymore. Back in the day, you know, if your village is only about 100 let's say 500 people max you still know everyone there and mm-hmm. you start sleeping around with the rest of the town that's only that big it's it's going to create more problems than it's worth you right you figure it out with the one person it's fine no one gives a shit you can just fucking go nuts and they're either going to conform to that because you know chicks back in the day yeah they're all submissive Mm. Or they're just going to, you know, they're going to figure out what they want to do. I mean, it's just also, what if you get married and that's when you start boning and you realize you guys have completely mismatched sex drives? Yeah. And se- like, and that's, that's where the rape comes in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where marital rape comes in. No, not, but I mean, like, honestly, mind, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you're going to get us canceled the first episode. Uh, honestly, though, fucking, I, I don't get the idea of. You're married, and then you're like, now we're gonna, now we're gonna discover and explore easily, arguably one of the most important aspects of a marriage or a relationship. And what if you guys just aren't fucking compatible? Like that's I wanna, a huge thing to be compatible about. I want to add. I feel like there's a level of naivety to sexual relationships these days that you don't find as much back then. In in a certain way, like I feel like people were much more willing to work through certain things say 300 years ago than they are nowadays where it's just like you know you see the weird awkward like christian couples just like face sucking and they just don't get the hint that they're like nah this is weird where i feel like people back then would just be like this is fucking stupid like i'm just gonna 
go nuts and see what happens. The, how someone is sexually before marriage is a huge indicator of, like... I'm sorry, but after marriage and after you've been together for a while, you really have to work to maintain a an active and fulfilling sex life. And if the person you're marrying just isn't that into sex before you get married, I got news for you. It's going to get fucking worse after you're married. Like, Yeah, no question. So You really just, fucked up if you didn't figure that out beforehand. Yeah. Or at, least, at the very least, even if you weren't going to engage in the ask, act, ask about it. Talk about it, yeah. Talk about their freaking thoughts on it. Yeah. See where they're at, the level of sex they would like to have or what they would like to do. At least that way you can get a feel for how they are sexually. Yeah. If you if you very much don't want to have sex before marriage, if you're so like that, which is totally fine. That's your own choice. Right. But you should it's be asking about It's a fucking stupid choice, it. but it's your choice. It's your right. Uh, no, the times I've seen even on like Reddit where someone's like, oh, my fiance just isn't interested in sex. And it's like, Bro or Your, girlfriend, just fucking. You bit the bullet. Red flag, already. red flag. Just that's not going to get better after marriage. Yeah, there's no way to improve that situation. Really. No, 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 no. Not readily. Uh, sex isn't only about penetration. Just focus on what makes you feel good. The old cliche of it's the journey, not the destiny. You know, this is really important because I feel like not enough men and women know that the majority of women can't come from penetration alone like it's is it the majority oh yeah it's like something like i'd have to look it up it's something like 60 or 70 percent of women just making up percentages again no no no. this time i'm being dead serious in what i remember <laughs> but it's the majority of women cannot come just from being penetrated it's out outward clitoral stimulation so i yeah. think that's really important um that's it. That's it. I, I skipped some of them because I'm like, oh, that one's kind of fucking lame. All right. Next. If you are a wife in West Houston, Texas, you might be getting a letter saying that your husband has a mistress and they're going to say that it is. They have proof of that. And that is a big scam that's going on in West Houston right now. Yikes. Unwanted deliveries are showing up in mailboxes throughout Memorial Villages and the police department suspects some have gone unreported. Uh, the police department chief, Christopher Rodriguez said, we think some of the residents may have seen them and obviously realized it was a scam and discarded them. But a, re a redacted version of the letter shows that they're addressed to each recipient by name. And it says, I have hard evidence of your husband cheating on you. Hard evidence. Hard. <laughs> uh, with, I'm sorry, but it's me. If you're willing to make a reasonable offer, I will send you all the evidence. And I've got plenty said part of the letter. The letter insinuates an, uh, an affair led to a baby who needs medical attention and ends by asking the recipients not to tell their husbands. There's even a QR code, which I just fucking love because who, See, this who is, is sending it? What legitimate mistress is like, I'm going to bang out a QR code just to make this easier. This is the problem with most scams is they go so far over the top. You're yeah. like, okay, sure. Yeah. If you if you did somewhere between what is reasonable and that fucking shit, you'd probably get a lot more people. I, yeah. I I don't know what it is. They just miss all the subtleties and they're like, let's go full on like um like Hispanic drama 
show with it's it. A telenovela. Yeah, like a telenovela. Yeah. Like just let's just go to the fucking absurd and then assume that everyone will believe that. And then they just fucking roll with it. And they've been rolling with it for over fucking 30 years. Like honestly, no side piece is going to give you a QR code for more information. That's the dumbest Or you know, shit. it resulted in a baby. They had that baby and then it had medical complications from your Let's assume perfectly healthy husband, because majority of people are perfectly healthy. Okay. Or at least to the point that they're not going to have a baby with fucking complications. Mm. It's just, it's just so absurd. The whole thing is dumb, and uh, the funny thing is, is, so it goes back to a woman named Gina, and there's images of her driver's license and social se- security card attached to the letter as an attempt to authenticate it. Um. Gina said that that both were taken in a recent computer hack. Which I, I'm inclined to believe, because there's no one who's that fucking stupid that they're going to send a scam letter with their full government ID. Like Not only that, I feel like if it is someone, hey, your husband's cheating on you with me, it's probably going to be handwritten. It's yeah. probably not going to be addressed to anything. They probably dropped it in your mailbox on their way to work or something, and it's like just an envelope. You yeah. Know, like a sealed envelope, like for whoever on it. Well, and I mean... In this circumstance specifically. And let's be honest, every woman listening to this podcast knows exactly how, when, when a side piece comes to you, she always starts it off the same way. I'm coming to you as a woman, woman to woman. And it's like, okay, now you're woman to woman, bitch, where were you when you were fucking my husband? You weren't, we weren't woman to woman then. All right. It was vagina to dick. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so recently a study by AshleyMadison.com. So we know this is fucking legit. Said that uh, that people who have had extramarital affairs have no remorse, uh, but they still love their spouse. Uh, people who cheat love their spouse, but do not regret their affair. An infidelity study finds uh, infidelity study. How do you how do you quantify that? What's the standard deviation there? The baseline? Do you have a control? <laughs> Well, yeah, I doubt this. The scientists at the Ashley Madison Lab are are doing double blind peer reviewed studies. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, no, they they just fucking asked their users, which were all men. Um, yeah, let's start by asking the Ashley Madison users who are specifically there to do one thing and one thing only. But I mean, it's fair to say, hey, why are you here and why are you doing it? So I mean, I guess that's fair to an extent. I would not call that a scientific study, though. No, I would not either. Um, and what's it? So basically, they all said that the number one reason they were looking to cheat is sexual dissatisfaction. So they're not getting laid at home. Back into the communication of your sexual relationship. Exactly. And uh, they love their wives, but they're just not getting laid um and they said they do not regret their affairs that they very much enjoyed them both sexually and emotionally see if you wanted to get scientific with it you could see how many of these guys had kids or not oh that would and be see how many of their wives lost their sex drive after prior kids. or before kids yeah yeah um a another outside social psychologist said that the findings uh, show people are complicated and moral consistency is very tricky. Wow, really? <laughs> Obvious statement of the year? And and they say, uh, let's see, there certainly are people who stay together and don't cheat on each other, but I think it requires a lot more effort than people might be aware of or willing to put in. Uh, people may assume that monogamy just comes naturally, and people might also assume if they really love each other, their partners won't have a desire for others outside their marriage. And those are unwise assumptions, which is fair. I mean, yeah. To an, ex- 
I don't, I don't. I mean, I think it's fair to to realize that you know your partner's going to be attracted to other people. Outside yes, of that people. part absolutely. The fact that people think monogamy just comes to them. No, some people fuck yeah, but I think most people are pretty aware of what they're capable of before that beforehand. Yeah, and you know, I don't know though because I think I that feel like they're just great making broad statements, kind of for sure, for sure. But I think also who you are when you get into a marriage is not who you like you just change so much and the dynamics change and i mean listen marriage is fucking work i mean god knows it is you'll see you'll learn you'll learn (laughs) all right uh this one caught my eye uh dear abby my boyfriend refuses to be intimate with me because he feels like he's being unfaithful to his ex-wife what can i do run I just, I wanted to flag that one because, dude, as, as a man, is that legit or is he just making excuses? This sounds like a bullshit excuse to me. But then why doesn't he want a bonus girlfriend? Because he's probably interested in someone else or his girlfriend's ugly. Well, then why is she his girlfriend? Sometimes these things happen. Sometimes you just end up with an ugly girlfriend, someone you're just not attracted to. I mean, oh shit, I forgot you had I had this happen girlfriend. in high school, yeah, and I Aww. didn't understand why I was with her. And even though we were kind of involved, everyone was just like, bro, what are you doing? And I was like, you know, come to think of it, I don't really know. And I, to this day, still don't fucking know. Because she put out. I was 16, 17 at the time. Yeah, she was, she put her, your dick in her mouth. That is the whole reason. You were a 16 year old getting your wiener Poorly. Does that matter at 16? Do you really care at 16? Not a ton, but like. Come on, dude. You were like, she's putting my wiener She's Literally, the most beautiful woman in the everyone world. Everyone I knew was like, I don't understand why you're dating her. At least they said that after the fact. They didn't during uh, bless them, but you know, <laughs> I I kind of wish they did beforehand because I'm blunt enough to be like, oh really? Like that's a valid point, but I didn't get that. So even if she was act someone who actively played with it, if they had been like, what are you doing with her? You would have just left. I mean. I think I would have realized, like, I don't understand what I'm doing with this chick. They're like, bro, you guys were friends for ages. Like, why are you suddenly having sex? It's like, huh, you know, that's a good point. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, to an extent, you know? Fair enough. During high school, I was kind of bitchless. But, like, (laughs) no, it's true. I'll I'll admit it. I don't care. I, I know what I'm doing now, but, like. You do. I, you know, I have to say, you you made up for that learning curve pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like I learn from things pretty quick, usually. Yeah, yeah. I, I learn things the hard way, and then it's like, nah, I'll get no more deficiencies. No, no, no. I mean, that first, that first time you and I ever hooked up, you were off like a multi-bitch run. You were just like sticking your dick in everyone. Uh, Within a few weeks. You and one other person. Oh, I thought there was, like, at least one more. No, there's a stripper whose titty I sucked, but that wasn't, like, you know, I didn't have sex with her. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Oh, and then I did go on a date with another chick, but we only made out, and our interests weren't really compatible. I found out. So you you fucked two, you sucked another one's titty, and then you made out with another chick. I mean, that's a pretty good tear. I'll give you that. Yeah, I think, um, what was it? One of those... The the date and the stripper were the same night, as a matter of fact. Night. Which was... <laughs> which was the funny. night after you boned me. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so it was more like a, a 20, 20, 20 some hour. I mean, really, you that were part. good for the, you. The other chick I boned was, what, literally the day before I came and saw you? Or, like, two days before? Yeah. 
So, but that's bad. okay because I had just boned someone the day before. I know, but like, not bad. No, we 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 both had a good Christmas it was, break it was that a year. Street was it Christmas? You were on leave. You were home on leave for like the Christmas New Year's break. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, can't remember. Yeah. Nice. Good for us. Good for us and our hoary streaks. Uh, so mine all of. Let's say seventy-two hours, just to yeah. be on the generous side. No, you were you... in my entire life seventy-two hours versus your. Dude, I'm twenty <laughs> years older than you. Like I had a head start. Yeah, but also, you were also being pretty hoary prior to being. I was, as well. but you know what, women, it's so much easier for us to get laid. And I mean, if you're a woman who likes sex, especially, it's just it's the the candy store. Really? Which, if you're a dude and your woman suggests opening up the relationship, beware. Yeah. <laughs> beware. She knows she can get she laid. She can get all the time. At will. Yeah. And she knows you cannot, which is yep. why she's not worried about your end of the logistics. Yeah. Doesn't care. No, that's true. Which is why when Alec, when I told Alex, like, I think that, you know, Alex obviously got with me pretty young. Um, he's 24. I'm 44. You might want to be careful about that. Oh God. <laughs> he was of age and already in the military when we met so that there's no Colleen Ballinger confusion I was, here. what, 21 when we first started talking? Well, we were just friends then. When we first started talking. When we talking. first met, yeah. yeah. We first met and started talking because I was dating a... I was of drinking age when we started talking. Can you yeah. make that clear to people? But we were... So Alex and I met because I was uh, dating a mutual uh, Instagram friend. Uh, Instagram friend. We'll we'll call him Captain. I don't want to use his real name. Just call it what it is. Captain. Um, and so that's how Alex and I met because I was dating Captain, and Captain and I were in an open relationship, but. Alex and I kind of started flirting, but then uh, Captain was kind of uncomfortable with me dating his Instagram friends. And I was like, no problem. And I told Alex that. And Alex was like, no problem. So we were just platonic friends for two years, I want to say. Was it two Roughly, years? Roughly, yeah. And then after Captain and I broke up. Uh, a little less, actually. A little less. Maybe like 18 months. And then after Captain and I broke up, it was like six months later, we finally hooked up. Yeah, no, it took a minute. I mean, it was like, I wasn't invested enough early on for it to be a big deal. I was like, you know what? It, it matters well, to me more. Well, we had literally just, yeah, neither of us were that invested. It matters more for started. me to just respect the boundaries of yeah. the situation than to... A hundred percent. Steal them away. I'm never yeah. that type. And yeah, no, like, no, no. If I need to steal someone away, it's just not worth it for me. Exactly. And, and I mean, he was fine with us being friends. And I think you and I both, like, I, you know, obviously loved him and respected him enough that I was like, cool, like, if this is your boundary, I'm fine. And like you said, you know, we had just started talking. It wasn't like there was this emotional investment. A couple of random DMs over the span of a couple months. And then like we had started consistently talking for maybe a month or two. Yeah, it was really not anything big. So then you and I both just were like, fine. And we actually, I feel like we went to platonic friendship pretty easily. Like, yeah, that was just sure. Cool. Fine. And even after Captain and I broke up, like it was a good six months. Like there, it wasn't like either of us moved in right away no. at all. Like it was like a good six months. Definitely not immediate at all. Yeah. Um, I'd say the question was there, but yeah, nothing came of it or it wasn't well, spoken. In the beginning I was pretty wrecked when we broke up. Yeah. I went on like a huge cocaine binge 
bender. Yeah, I went on a big cocaine bender for like three days. Uh, and then I was fine, but I was still pretty upset. Like, it took me a few months to get over that breakup. So you obviously weren't going to move in then. Like, obviously. Um, and then it was like, hey, I'm going to be in town for Christmas or for New Year's or whatever for leave. Genuinely forget which one it was. It was, well, because it's like you're in, you're in for like 15 days. So it's kind of both. So it was probably Christmas. Y- yeah. yeah. It was around that time of year. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, cool. Well, if something happens, it happens. If not, it doesn't. Let's get it popping. And it popped off. Yeah, and then it never popped back off. So. (laughs) And now we're married. If that makes sense. Oh, my God. We're married. Jesus Christ. He's just figuring this out. You know, sometimes it's only been a month. And we planned it so fast that sometimes every now and then it hits me like, holy shit, we're fucking fucking married. I still need the photos from Lucas. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about that. I, I, don't, I don't know. If, if any of you guys do follow the Instagram as well, which I'm going to assume you do, the the photos were, some of them were excellent. I'll put it that way. And when I finally do get them, you guys are going to love them. Yeah. Uh, and we'll put at the outro, like, where to follow us on all the socials. But uh, let's go ahead and get into Alex's turn. Finally. Uh, oh, my God. Time to bunker down with Big Daddy had this story that he told me uh and I just happened to whip out my camera while he was was telling the story to me and I hit record and when I tell you the story went fucking viral I mean tens of thousands of people I've had so many people message me including someone from the fucking history channel they're like yeah you, you never mentioned babe that. remember when we were in the uh ER for my sex injury yeah I showed you his dm Oh, it was the a guy they've had on the history channel. Yeah. No, he was a Green Beret. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so yeah, like everyone, so I was like, you have to tell the story on the podcast because everyone loved it so much. So take it away. Yeah. Okay. So I, I couldn't remember then, but it was the Battle of Taro Atoll. Uh, this was about a three, four day thing. And what had happened was, you know, it, it's a, it's part of the Pacific Island hopping campaign. It's a complete fucking wreck. Marines versus the Japanese. Everyone's going fucking insane against each other. I mean, Marines and the Japanese at the time are just, you know, two giant fucking... Right. Just testosterone-fueled, extremism-filled, <laughs> like, cults going at each other. Yeah. Great time. Yeah. Great time. And uh, a lot of the combat's super freaking intense. And, uh, you know, naturally, as Marines do, we end up winning. Uh, and <laughs> to such an extent that it becomes pretty bad for the Japanese. And they're like, they would never take it in a thousand years with a hundred... With a million men kind of thing. And we had like 10,000 men. I'm probably off. But 10,000 some men. And we took it in like three fucking days. <laughs> because that's what we do. We're just that good. Yeah. And uh, on the third or fourth day, uh, you know, the Japanese are retreating down this little skinny portion of sand. Like the sandbar that's literally like three meters across, which is roughly like 11 fucking feet. Mm-hmm. And there's like... Dozens of dudes just running through this sandbar onto the next island chain so they can hopefully hide out there or at least fortify their position enough that they can, you know, hold off a bit longer. And there's a particular Sherman tank crew that said, not today. And when I say they said not today, I mean to such an extent that they were like, one of the gunners for the machine gun, because they keep 30 caliber 1919 machine guns in the port for the coaxial machine gun. And the crew commander, he was like, no, 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 let's use the main gun, which is a, what, 75 millimeter cannon? 
And they fired the main gun perfectly in line down this little 11-foot-wide piece of sand with about 100-some dudes running down it. This shell rips through approximately anywhere from 60-some dudes to 75 dudes is what it's estimated. And the only reason that the guess of that many bodies is like that far off, like why is there such a margin of error there? Is because they were so thoroughly blown apart by that singular <laughs> shell that they just couldn't get an accurate count. So this single tank crew wiped out 70 dudes roughly with one shot. All of them just going down this one tiny little sandbar. And he just had perfect on flayed with him and just lined it up right through them all. Just great. I love it. It's just so violent and over the top. And he just immediately and like just saved like hours of combat in a split second. Why do you think people have never heard this story before? At least the people commenting on the Instagram video. Why do you think no one's ever heard the story? Because it's kind of buried as an afterthought in the Wikipedia article about the, the, the fucking attack. The whole battle, like, and it's just like, oh, and on the fourth day, <laughs> this happened, and it's just like one or two sentences about it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? That's the coolest shit ever. Like, that had me giggling like a freaking child as soon as I did that. I would never forget that for the rest of my life, and I'd make sure my descendants never forgot that shit. <laughs> like, that's how cool it is. No, I mean, it's a, it's an awesome and story. And I'm sure there are sure. people thinking like, oh my god, that's so violent. How could you? It's a different day and age. People were violent. You want violent war fighters. It's war. Yeah. If you, if you have dudes in war who ca- aren't capable of killing a man, yeah. you've got a serious national defense problem. Yeah. Severe. To the point you lose, much like Japan did. That's why we dropped a nuke on them twice. Almost a third time. Yeah. I'm just saying. And now they're a completely different country and they have anime and their men basically refuse to have sex with the women. I'm just saying. I mean, damn, I didn't realize we did all that. Yeah, I mean, look at them now. Come on, they have like a a, a repopulation problem because not enough dudes are. You're interested saying in having that sex with women that there. Japanese men don't fuck because we nuked them. I I'm saying it's one of those weird butterfly effect things. I'm not saying it's a direct consequence of it, but I think getting nuked twice definitely has something to do with it. I mean, I hooked up with a Japanese. I think he was Japanese. I'm pretty sure he was. I'm like 45 percent sure he was Japanese. That's ironically the year they got nuked twice. He was a Marine, though, so (laughs) that might have made the difference. See, there you go. (laughs) There you go. Oh, shit. Well, that was was a great story, babe. That was full full of of testosterone and killing men in war is the coolest thing you can ever do. Ever? Probably. Wow. Better than sex, I would say. But you've never done it, so how can you know? I... You know, it's unfortunate. I kind of have to live vicariously through others. I know. On I'm it. so sorry. Like you joined the military and you didn't even go get to and go kill I, people. Yeah, anymore. I had buddies who did the the evacuation of Kabul, Afghanistan. What was that? That's that's almost two years ago now. That's wild. Yeah. And some of them did get kills, and whether intentionally or not, I mean, it was such a crazy situation over there. You got to understand, accidents do happen, or when you're trying to fucking help your buddies out, shit happens. It's yeah. not that they meant for that beanbag round out of the shotgun to kill that dude climbing the fence. They're just trying to help their buddy next to him because they really don't know if that dude's got a fucking bomb on him or not or if right. he's just trying to get to the fucking plane. Yeah. So they don't fuck with it. Yeah. 
But they've gotten some kills that way. Or, you know, they tossed flashbangs into crowds because things were getting way too unruly. And the people were so thick that the flashbang just sat on everybody's shoulders and blew up in someone's face. Yeah. And even though flashbangs are non-lethals or less than lethal devices, I'll tell you what, if it's right next to your fucking eardrum, it will absolutely kill you. If it's that close. If people are so packed tightly together that it's sitting on their shoulders despite you throwing it into a crowd... There's nothing you can do there. Just is it is what it is. But yeah, a lot of my buddies have gotten um, some kills or in, intentional otherwise, or just had things happen. They're like, wow, that was insane. Or like they fired on ISIS dudes after the whole bomb explosion thing happened. Or um, not ISIS, sorry, uh, the freaking Taliban at the time because they didn't know who it was and they were just like, fuck it, open fire. There was a little small engagements going on. But uh, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. I mean, do we really care if people open fire on the Taliban? I mean, that just... Realistically, no. No. We don't. No. You shouldn't. If you do care about it, you're getting tripped open, up in the wrong things. Open fucking fire on the Taliban. Yeah. Yeah. They literally just took a wom- away a woman's right to go to the beauty salon and education. So, fuck them. See, that part's a shame. I don't get that. They can fucking die. They can go to the beauty salon. They can, They shouldn't go to school, but they can go to the beauty salon. <laughs> I mean, we want, them, we want them pretty, not educated. Yeah, yeah, that's no, fine. Pick one or the other. You're either ugly and smart or pretty and stupid. We already uh, got that going here. Like, I don't... The Taliban doesn't get that. I guess not. I mean, they, they got other concerns, obviously, so, you know, whatever. But they've got they've gotten billions of our weapons and stuff. I mean, billions of dollars in our weapons and stuff. So who cares? They're living the life as is right now. Whatever. Oh, to live the life of a Taliban member. You think I'm? You think you're being sarcastic? But no, seriously. Uh, no, I've day. seen the fucking news. Uh, them at the carnival yeah, and stuff with all their on the bumper cars. They're they immediately ditch their AKs and go for M16A2s, and they're just riding around in bumper cars, having the time of their life. I feel for those guys. I was yeah. like, that looks like a good time. It, looks, it did. You finally won your country back. Yeah. And you got a bunch of new guns, new old guns, and you're just having yeah. a good time. And they're like, going to take a ride on the bumper cars. Why the fuck not? Or, it's you know, the Taliban. It's, like, it's like OK Magazine. Like Celebrities are just like us. The Taliban, they're just like us. In a way. In a way. Yeah. I'm not saying all of them are good guys. Uh I'd say there are definitely examples of them being good guys, but there's a lot of shit the Pentagon covered up regarding the whole evacuation and everything, and there's definitely some, you know, shit that was going on in the Taliban, like, fighting us during that whole event that was kind of fucked up. But, you know, when a bomb goes off at a freaking gate and you don't know who it is, there's a lot of confusion that happens. People open fire, they don't want to question it because that can mean their life, and they're like, you know what, bomb just went off, I don't know if it was ours, I don't know if it was theirs, fuck it. Yeah. I'm not dying because of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. End of day. That's how it goes. End of day. Well, that was a great story. Thank you for telling it again. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you tell me what you were uh, you were watching today with your little Transformers video? Oh, the YouTubes? Um, so it was like a 47 fucking minute video on the Michael Bay Transformers series, which... I'm a bit of a fan of. I, I kind of liked the new Bumblebee and Return of the Beast movie. These just came out. and um, But I'd watched Return of the Beast. I think you remember it, right? Yep. And it was good. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, it doesn't give me the nostalgia of the 2007 Michael Bay Transformers. And I'm like, at least I think it doesn't. It's been a few years since I watched it. And I went and rewatched it with Jess. And boy, did it just give me a freaking hard-on for the violence and 2000 like 
You watched Return of the Beast with me. Yeah. What did you think of that one? I Super, actually like, really trans- liked it. Generation one looking Transformers. I really liked it. Okay, yeah, it was it was cool, but you watched the 2007 Transformers with Michael Bay a couple days after that, right? Because I was like, and I, I like that again. better because I felt like it was more, you know, honestly, as much as I liked Return of the Beasts, I think I was also looking for a little bit of that 2007 Michael Bay in that movie. I'm not sure if you're just like appeasing me or what here no, I'm but being like serious i i feel like the bayverse ones as i as goofy as this is gonna sound a little more grounded in reality in the way that it was super dark and i feel like if you have giant 20 to 40 foot tall robots in a giant war that's lasted tens of thousands of years you're not gonna see like all this super fantasy action where it's like oh everything's super wholesome no they've been in a war for tens of thousands of years things are gonna get dark Things are going to get twisted and super convoluted, and I like to see that. I like to see that dark side of things. I agree. It's just these that movies feels these much days more based are so in reality. fucking like washed out because they everything has to be so happy and make everyone happy. Everything has to be very safe and neutral to appeal so to the most annoying. audience they can. I know. Because so they want to make sales, annoying. so they all play it super No, safe. I love the dark stuff, and I miss the dark stuff. And maybe that's what I liked about Michael Bay, is yeah. just, it was dark. It was super dark, yeah. and it was so fucking, like, violent. And you have flawed characters that don't always learn from their flaws. Um, Shia LaBeouf's character is a perfect example. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's got some fucking wit and some quick charm to him and everything, but he's a bit of a fucking dick, he's and he's got a lot of flaws, some of which just don't get resolved through the three movies he's in, which, to be clear, I do like the first three. I don't care for four and five as much. While they were cool and violent, just, you know, they lost their touch that the first three had. Yeah. Even the second one lost some touch in reality with the first one, uh, because you had the writer's strike at the time and everything, but it's just, it's so fun to see... Uh, Optimus Prime while being a leader of like morals and everything and having this like upstanding qualities is just I'm gonna rip your fucking face apart yeah on an overpass yeah and while you beg for me not to yeah and I think that is just not it just gets a chuckle out of me I love it so much well it's like you see that person who's normally in control like yeah have that moment of humanity and being normal or like you know like no you know I I'd even say that but like. Good leaders, at least in the military or at least in the infantry, what you expect is someone who knows his shit, is capable of leading his men, and is going to be the most violent motherfucker out of all you at times. And you want that. That's a strong fucking leader. Someone who can be more violent than anyone fucking there. Yeah. And knows how to command his men and how to command respect from his men. That is Bayverse Optimus Prime. He's fucking nuts. Yeah. And... He's got a lot of restraint in the first movie compared to the other two or even past that. Um, a lot of you know Dark of the Moon and the fucking scene where he gets just ambushed by like Starscream, by Megatron, by a couple other guys. And he's just getting his ass whooped in the first half of this fight. And, uh, you know, he's protecting Sam. And then he's like, okay, I can't hold back anymore. This is where I'm losing ground. Yeah. And then he just goes nuts and he kills two of them. And then he fucking nearly takes out Megatron and Starscream in the same instance. He cuts an arm off Starscream. Right. And like, but he still dies at the end of it. But at the, after that point, that's where you see him escalate into just insanity and just ripping through people, tearing apart heads while people beg, just straight executioning people. Yeah. He's just like, I don't care you're a Decepticon. I'm going to put a bullet in your head because screw you. Yeah. 
But uh, this YouTube video I saw kind of takes a different analytical look at the Transformers Bayverse movies and... Give the shout out to the, the creator of that YouTube. Genuinely cannot remember off the top of my head. Um, we will find out and we will we'll mention it, it later. Yeah. It was it was a good watch. Uh, I do think he's missing some details that are pertinent to his analyzation of it. Yeah. But he definitely kind of takes a look at it as the Autobots, or at least the faction of the Autobots we see as being a kind of rebellious group. They kind of stand out from the rest. And I mean in a bad way. Whereas right. like Megatron's kind of a de facto good guy, at least from the whole, you know, Transformers perspective of things, not the human perspective, because yeah. that's not what matters in that instance. Yeah. It, it, it's fun. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I you know, my, pro- my issue with Optimus, and I, we saw it both in the newest one and also the Michael Bay ones, is that they always portray Optimus Prime with a fucking savior kink. And it's like, he's always like, no, I'm going to give my life and I'm going to die for this cause. And it's like, See it in one movie, fine. See it in another movie and several movies, and it's like, it it's kind of grown. It's cringe. Well, like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. I, I will say this is something Return of the Beast did pretty well, is he's not immediately trusting of humanity. In fact, we get something pretty counter to what we've seen of Optimus ever. Right. And he doesn't trust the humans to begin with, because in um, and that the recent fine. reboot... yeah. He's brand new to Earth. This is the first time he's ever been there. It's nineteen, yeah. um, you know, the late eighties when Bumblebee happens, and he doesn't trust him at first, and then he grows to trust them, and then he's like, "Now I'm going to make a sacrifice because this is important." And I think that's important growth that. in a it's character. Just, I, I get that. I think it's just one of those things where that seems to be Such, a theme that they do with him common. in the movies. Yeah. And it just is that sort of cringe of like, you know, like cringe military videos where we see like, kind of. you know, like, or it's like, oh yeah, you're such a fucking savior. Like, yeah. get over yourself. This is I cringe. Get it. You know? That, and that's another thing the YouTube video kind of addresses in a way is it talks about him being like, you know, he's like, he's not afraid to like stretch the truth a little to have people sympathetic to his cause. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take. It, yeah. it spins a little bit of a different light on him, at least if you're watching from that perspective. Or yeah. you're like a film student, you analyze the fuck out of films. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's Peter Cullen. That's his character. And that's just kind of how Optimus Prime became ever since Generation 1 in the 80s. That's just been who he is. Because Peter Cullen, his inspiration for the voice and everything, um, comes from his brother, who was military, if I'm not mistaken here. And he said, don't, like, don't fall for all the Hollywood stuff. Don't let it, you know, screw you over. Don't let it change you or anything. He's like, be, you know, the upstanding guy, basically. And he took that to heart with the character and just kind of continued it ever since. So and I think then that's he why turned out to be another there. Hollywood pedophile. Peter Cullen? Yeah. Is he? So much pedophilia. How do you know? I'm just kidding. I just okay, I was going to say, see. I've never heard that. I, from what I've heard, the dude's great in person. I was like, what? I just wanted to see your face fall a little bit. Yeah, I was disappointing for a second. That was rude. Really mean. Uh, but yeah, the YouTube video was a good watch. Um, I think there's a military perspective there that's kind of missing from the video. But, you know, I don't hold that against the guy because he's not military. That's just, you know. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what are you going to do? I'd like to see a combination of, say, his take on it and maybe my take on it combined with that. And then you get a bit of a different perspective, but somewhere that's more middle ground. 
So what you're saying is you want to be invited on this guy's show. Maybe, but I feel like it'd be kind of redundant at the point to do a whole nother 40 minute rediscussion of his take on it, but only some minor alterations to it. Fair enough. It's just not necessary because it ends up being- Are you wearing a style t-shirt? I'm sorry. No, this is my unit shirt. Oh, okay. Okay, no, it is grunt style. They printed it, but it was like for my okay. first battalion. All right, so, I was no. going to give you some shit. All right. No, not completely different. <laughs> totally off topic, by the way. Sorry, I know. <laughs> the ADHD thought, intrusive thoughts kicked in. Yeah. All right. I, I'd say that's all we got for this first episode, really. I'd say I this is a good was ending a good, point. It, it was a good, a good first episode. We just yeah. kind of dipped our toes in. Yeah. Next uh, episode, we're going to have Tara V., my our, my favorite porn star. Is the whole episode going to be about us interviewing her? No, or no, 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 no. We're going to have the same format. We She's include just gonna, my stuff as well. It's going to be the exact same format. She, we're just going to have one more person here to make commentary. Just want to make sure. Yeah, no, it's not... I mean, she's going to plug her podcast. She has a podcast that she uh, has been working really hard on, and Pretty it's and great. Pink. Pretty in Kink. Oh. Um, and she is doing a rebrand and changing the name because she keeps getting zapped for community guidelines because fuck social media. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but she will be here for the next episode to join us and uh, give her input on all the fun things that we're going to talk about. And I'll find a whole new violent thing to talk about. I have no doubt. You'll find like eight. I'll, I'll think of a bunch of them. Yeah. I always got something violent to think about. It's just, it's, that's my mind. It's great. I love it. it. it, it, it I love it too. Obviously violence I'm married. Violence is a it. lot of fun. You love your violence. I you do. You love I violence. Really do. I get that. I have wet dreams about like just mowing down Chinese conscripts like every two weeks. And then last like the I whole wake day. Up and I'm like, where did all this come come from? There's so much fucking come in the bed. And then I'm like, oh, Alex is dreaming about. I just had another dream Alex about mowing down about Chinese. Mo- yes, all over again. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. It, That's it just happens. How it goes. I get it. I get it. Shit just happens. Yeah. No, I know, babe. I can't control it. I know, babe. The know. innate desire to kill another man. I hey, yeah. listen. I don't understand it, but I get it. I'll, you know, I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. All right, big daddy. We will see everyone next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Let's keep the fun going. Join the Cougar's Den, our free online community where we talk podcast episodes, guns, share memes, and more. 18 and over only, please. And you can upgrade to the Cougar's Grotto where we get even more adult. To join, simply click the link in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram, Buns and Guns Pod. And tune in next time where we will have our favorite Cougar and Kinky Podcaster, Miss Tara V.